This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Let's go! And you're listening to That's the Ticket. Your ticket to cool creative things happening in Kitty Kitty Roa. I'm very pleased to be following up my 100th episode, no pressure, <clears throat> uh, with some equally exciting news. And I do mean that. Um, just your usual someone from little old Hamilton being accepted into a very prestigious training program in the States. Totally not a big deal. Not at all. Um, no, all jokes aside, I'm very pleased to welcome local performer Katie Trigg to the show to get all the tea on the exciting times that lie ahead for her. Kia ora, Katie. Kia ora, Hannah. Thank you for having me. Oh, mate, the pleasure is all mine. Um, how are you today? I am not doing too bad. Just a little, a little nervous to be on your 101st episode. Hundred and first. Hundred and first. Is that the correct terminology? You reckon? Um, yeah. When you say it like that, it, it definitely makes uh, heaps of pressure. I yeah. Think. I mean, I'm nervous right now. I'm You're shaking. nervous. <laughs> okay. Um, just get it all out um, yeah. now. All the shakes, all the nerves. No, honestly, 101. Yes, it is a milestone that I'm quite proud of. But um, you know. Every every week I'm back, so next week will be 102, then 103, and surely eventually the novelty will wear off, maybe. <laughs> um, who knows? But um, I've got... I don't even know where to begin with you, to be Me honest. <laughs> Let's start at the very beginning. A well, very good place to start. Yes. Well, I just sang on That's the Ticket. <laughs> Look at you go. I never thought that would happen, eh? No, um, it must be you, I think. I, I just have that effect on people. You really do. Um, <laughs> it's either that, you know, either people are more inclined to sing or way more inclined to just never sing. Because um, I think there's a little bit of pressure that comes with finding out that someone's, like, in training to be an opera singer. Yeah. And then, then some people just go, all right, I will never be using my voice in any method other than talking. That is um, quite relatable, actually, because I, um, yeah, that's me right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, but that's the sound of music, really. You can't, you can't not. Yeah, mm. but um, actually, before we get um, right into it, because I've picked some songs that are relatively on theme, I just want to kick things off with a track um, because I feel like we're going to be deep diving very, very soon. <laughs> um, so. You've got a uh, farewell concert coming up, which we're going to be talking about in a minute. Sure and um, you say it's got everything from uh, cabaret to opera to La Vie en Rose. That's the one. So, of course, I've got to play La Vie en Rose. <laughs> um, no, I found a really uh, groovy cover co- cover of it, excuse me, uh, by Lucy Dacus. Don't oh, know yeah? if you've heard oh. of it. Yeah, she's the, uh, she's the night shift lady. Yes, you yeah. know Night Shift? Yeah, I know Night Shift. She also does that um, cover of the Bruce Springsteen song. Yes, she does. Okay. She sure does. This is making my day. Very nice. But, um, yeah, I'm going to chuck that on right off the bat because, you know, it's episode 101 and I make my own rules. So uh, we'll be back, fam. Oh, dear, me prendre dans ses bras 
A um, banging cover of La Vie en Rose, actually. Do you reckon, mate? Absolutely delightful. Um, very much enjoyed. Very much enjoyed. Uh, Lucy Dacus uh, was covering La Vie en Rose there. And then I've got someone else who's going to be covering La Vie en Rose. Um, in about a week. In about a week. <laughs> Do you like that little crossover there? Oh, look at that. That was a great segue. <laughs> yeah. No, Katie Trigg is here. And um, prior to that song break, I was like, I don't know where to start, so I played a song, and so now I feel like we can start. Yeah, that's that's the that's the intro. <laughs> so I mean, I guess we should start um, with you. Okay. Of, well, no, no pressure. No pressure. So yeah. Be good. No, um, I mm-hmm. like to ask guests kind of uh, for their a brief creative history because obviously you've been quite prolific in the community. You've right. Been around the block, haven't you? Yeah. People just can't seem to get rid of me. Um, I was honestly, I think everyone was really looking forward to when I was going to leave two years ago, but then I didn't. Okay. Stuck around a little longer. Oh, that's like a whole thing I got to get into now. Um, yeah, you, <laughs> okay. you so that. you said a brief creative history. I'm actually very good at being not brief, but I'll do my best. Okay. Um, I mean, I started singing when I was quite young. I was about 
eight when I started lessons. Um, and that was because when I was seven, I saw this movie that had a busker in it and I went, hey, I like singing at school, like in assembly and on the playground and whatnot. And I like pocket money. Uh, anything more than $2 for washing the car would be great. What was the film? Um, oh man, you had to ask. It was a Barbie movie. It was The Princess and the Pauper. Okay. Yeah. My nice. dad wasn't too keen on having Barbie movies in the house. So it was actually, I was at my grandma's and that was kind of like the little treat was when you went to visit grandma, we got to watch Barbie movies. Okay. Um, but yeah, anyway, so I thought, hey, like this girl's singing on the street and people are throwing money in her can. Um, so I went up to my mum and I said, hey, I want to I wanna give this a go. And my mum kind of kind of went, okay, well, let's just, you know, you got to prove that you're not going to chicken out in front of people. So she said I had to learn 10 of the songs that we've been singing in assembly um, back at my primary school, Ngahina Pauri. And, um, and then I had to do like a little sort of audition concert for the neighbours and my grandparents. Oh my God. Um, so I did that. I did. I was, I mean, I'm surprised I did. I was seven. Who knew that I could actually, that I had it in me, but I guess I was shameless really. Wow. Um, so I did that and she took me down to the supermarket and uh, I just sort of sat, well, stood outside singing for about half an hour. And What songs did you sing? Oh, you know, like, when the red, red robin comes bop, bop, bopping along. Do you okay. know, like that kind of thing that you do when you were... Did you guys sing that in primary school or was it just me? I don't know. It was like 10,000 years ago. I, I it really was, eh? It's, it's been a while. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was like, you know, seven-year-old Katie doing that. I guess I was a bit cute, so people gave me like $2 yeah. every once in a while. And I, she came back and I had about $30. Um, which for a seven-year-old, that's like that's, that's, like $300. that's a whole fortune. Yeah, yeah I yeah. could have bought a house. I was top of the moon. <laughs> I, but I mean, I was I was fully prepared to go like to the local dairy and hit up the pick and mix. You know? Oh my gosh! Um, imagine. <laughs> I know. Bag the side of my he- size of my head. Um, but my parents kind of went, okay, let's you know, let's find something constructive to put this towards. And so they found a local singing teacher, and and that was kind of we went from there. I would just go busking, use the money to pay for my singing lessons, and that's how I started. Um, did my first competitions when I was, I think I was eight. Crikey! Um, yeah, in Tiaomutu, and sort of just took off from there. And so. You know, I just continued with lessons through high school and then I got to uni and just dove right in, got really into opera and um, and now here I am, going to go go over to the States. Yeah, so, so where, where are you going? So I'm going to a place called the Curtis Institute of Music. Uh, it's located in Philadelphia in, in the US, which is about an hour and a half train ride from Manhattan. So, you know, if I want to... <laughs> <laughs> weekend in the big city. <laughs> uh, please keep doing the accent. <laughs> I don't know if I can. Now that you now that you've called me out on it, I don't Just, know if I can. I can't <clears throat> not call you out on it because <laughs> no one can see me right now. Every time you do the voice. <laughs> And so I have to share what was it? Manhattan. Oh, um, my God. it's really like oh, you should hear my Valley Girl accent. Um, um, although I feel like I'm don't do it. Let's not do it. <laughs> Otherwise, the whole episode is just going to go it's into just gonna, I'm just going to bring it up. Oh, I'm no, like, no. don't get me onto my Cher impersonation. <laughs> Otherwise, there's the whole. Oh my on. goodness! You do Cher, I'll do Celine Dion. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it's Curtis Institute of Music. Uh, I think if anyone sort of who's listening has heard of Two Set Violin on YouTube, they've um, they did a, a YouTube little video about it where they went and sort of did an audition kind of thing mm. and had a tour around the school, had some lessons there. Um, it's it's a pretty sort of top school, like on a on a world. You're stage. being so like Kiwi chill about oh, it right now. I mean, I mean, I'm not. I'm Kiwi chill, but I'm also like uh, kind of mind blown as well. That might be coming across as chill, but it's more like it's so surreal that it's hard to 
hard to comprehend. So in terms of getting into that, did you like have to go over to audition or was it like remote? Yeah, well, I mean, they um, they do the application where you submit your pre-screening recordings and then based on those, they kind of go, all right, we'll hear you live, but virtually. So they do mm. like a, a Zoom interview or oh, a Zoom, Zoom audition, which is, of course, a great experience. I love singing into a computer screen and having absolutely no idea what it sounds like on the other side. So I did that. And then based on that, they kind of sent me an email a few weeks later and said, hey, we'd actually like to hear you in person um so then i did i went over and and sang for them at the school um and that was in march um and that was wait march this year yeah march this year i went over as soon as those borders (laughs) opened you were oh my gosh it was literally that because i i'd been thinking about you know auditioning at a whole bunch of schools over in the states and i'd been planning out and going okay well i can you know if i'm heading up San Francisco and Cincinnati and maybe um, Rice and Texas and maybe, you know, go over to the East Coast and there's a few schools there, including Curtis. And, like, the whole trip I was thinking, okay, um, with the audition dates that they'd sort of put on their websites, it was going to take me about two months, Mm. which is a long time. Um, But I had it all planned out and because the government at that point, this is maybe in December, that announced that, you know, by February we were going to be having um, MIQ-free travel. And I was going, this is great. This is perfect. It's working out. I'm I'm so excited excited and then you know we get closer to february and um and then we've you know got the omicron yeah. thing coming up and then suddenly we're going oh we're just gonna we're putting you're just gonna put a delay on that on that reopening sort of thing and i'm going oh man oh man um and so i was getting closer and i en- ended up having to email all these places and say i don't think i can actually come over because i was trying to get miq slots as we all know that's just such a process yeah um kind of soul crushing being like you know Ten thousands in the queue, and you know that there's only three thousand rooms available. It's it's quite something. Um, so yeah, I just it wasn't going to happen. And then you know it was the beginning of March. And we got that announcement from Jacinda saying, "Hey, from the end of this week, you can come back. No quarantine." And I just went, "All right." booking the tickets Um, and then I just emailed everyone all over again and said I actually am coming and yeah and so it ended up being it was great I got to go over and um and audition in person and that was kind of a relief because honestly I there was no way I was going to get in just with a video audition no that's they're so selective they I think um you know if you look at Harvard University they've got a five percent acceptance rate um, Curtis has a 4% acceptance rate. So it's like, it's more selective than Harvard. More selective than Harvard. I know. And, it's, and, and that's like also going off like the amount of people that bother applying to Curtis because I think it's kind of got that reputation of like, you know, they only take yeah. the creme de la creme or whatever. And they and, took and, you. Yeah, I know. That's... <laughs> I'm just saying, when people... Sometimes I'm thinking they're going to turn around and be like, you know what, <laughs> we rewatched your audition videos. <laughs> this is your, like, Elle Woods moment when they're oh like... Yeah, what, what, like, like it's, it's hard? hard? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. it's, it's, well, it, was, it was so funny because I ended up... When I went to Philly for my audition and I just happened to have a friend who lived there because back in high school I was in the New Zealand Secondary Students Choir and I um, we went on tour to Canada and we co-toured with this uh, choir that was from the States and through that we made friends with a, a bunch of them and I kept in contact with a few of them and so when I was thinking oh I'm going to be over in the States doing auditions let me just sort of hit up these friends that I made and see if they're around and if we're in the same place let's hang out. Um, one of those friends his name's Ben um, he was like oh I'm in Philly I mean, that's perfect. I have an audition in Philly. So I went and um, he let me crash on his couch and while I was doing my audition and stuff like that. And we were chatting because he's still, he's still pursuing music as well. Yeah. And so he's at the stage where he's also looking into graduate um, study. And we were talking about options and talking about these teachers. And, and I was talking about how I'd have 
having this um trial lesson with this guy Jack Levine and um and he was going oh yeah like I've heard great things about him I'd love to study with him it's just kind of expensive you know because like going for private lessons and I said well I mean he teaches at Curtis you could try applying for Curtis and he's like one does not simply get into Curtis like you know that the short yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like one does not simply get into Curtis and then you know a few weeks later I go texting him I'm like I got into Curtis <laughs> I mean, I think I speak for majority of Hamilton when I say, like, shot, bro. Thanks. I mean, I feel like I'm definitely going to do this. But, you know, once you've threw Curtis and you're, like, making waves in the States, I'll be like, I had her on that to the ticket. <laughs> That's the one. You know, you're going to be, like, Hamilton's claim to fame. Oh, thank you. Well, I mean, there's potential. I mean, no pressure, yeah. but, yeah. like... Yeah, I'd better better make something of myself then. <laughs> no, but like in all seriousness, it's very exciting, very nerve wracking. I imagine. Oh yeah, because like it's quite an intensive program, isn't it? It is. I mean, it's um. I think what, as soon as you go overseas, this is just what I've heard from other singers who have kind of gone over and then when they're back on break or whatever, and I'm chatting with them. Um, yeah, it's just a whole step into a different league, you know. Mm. I mean, over here we've got. I think we produce some amazing musicians, right? Yeah. Um, and we've got these incredible programs at the universities and, and such. But as soon as you go over there, I think it's just such a step up and it's so intense and, you know, you're working harder than you've ever worked in your entire life. You know, over there they've got... You get coachings every day. Whereas yeah. here, if you get, like, a coaching or two a week, that's that's pretty stellar, you know. But yeah. over there it's a coaching with someone new every day. And then they've got, you know, the acting, the stagecraft lessons, they've got the voice classes, they've got... They put on... Curtis puts on four operas a year, um, which our national opera company, I think, is doing about... I think they do three a year. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, COVID times, it's been a bit rough. But, um, yeah, so I think... Four you know, operas that's, is quite a lot, because, I mean, operas aren't known for being short. Either. Yeah, no, they're not. And, I mean, there's a <laughs> lot of prep that goes into them as yeah. well. So, it's yeah, it's pretty... It's pretty full on and it's just such a great place to be getting all of that practical experience, you know, from, you know, the world's finest teachers. It's, it's, it's just really something else. It's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah um, for those of you, you know, because this is radio, um, Katie both looks excited and afraid. Um, it's, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> That's been my, like, constant state, state of, of being, being for the, yeah, ever since I found out I got in, I'm like, oh my goodness, I am... I'm like over the moon, stoked, everything, but also my nervous system is just like quaking. I am like, yep, uprooting my life to go to a different country and, and enter into one of these super competitive training programs. It's uh, no big deal. No big Hey, that's why I said my intro. And do you remember how you said you were nervous about being on That's the Ticket? And here we are. This uh, is practice. For yeah, this is practice. You know, you've got to do hard things, including <laughs> being on radio shows. That's is a whole new step for me okay well happy to um be your guide <laughs> thank um, you but uh when when are you off uh i'm leaving i was hoping to be gone by the 10th of august but okay. just because of visa delays and stuff like that i mm. ended up booking my tickets for the 17th of august right yep um so and that's kind of a blessing i think because i get you know a couple weeks after my final concert i have about two weeks before i actually go just to really get my affairs in order yeah. <laughs> Well, I was going to say, you're saying like you're leaving on the 17th of August yeah. and then, you know, segueing into your farewell concert. Oh, yeah. You're doing a farewell concert. I'm doing a farewell concert. It's called Finally Farewell. Finally. <laughs> Finally. I've only been waiting so long for this. So have we. We can't wait for you to leave. No. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's going to, everyone's going to breathe a sigh of relief, I think. But <laughs> that one's, 
that that concert's that's on the third. Yeah, that's and so next you literally week. do have two weeks. Yeah, that's the one. So I mean, yes, it's a window, but it's not a massive window, Katie, is it? No, it's not. And I mean, I've never done anything like this before. What do I do with my furniture? Like. <laughs> That's like the most pressing issue for me right now is like, what am I going to do with my bed when I leave? <laughs> okay, guys, um, just message the vets, the Ticket with the Hannah Mooney Facebook page for furniture inquiries. No, please don't. Oh, my gosh. Um, you don't want to be managing that. Yeah. No, I don't know why I volunteered. But um, back on topic, uh, finally, farewell, 3rd of August at mm-hmm. the Gallagher Academy of Performing Arts. Sure uh, which is. um Which room? It's in the concert chamber. Concert chamber? It's in the big one. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it's the... Where they put the the big shots. Oh, I think they just put you in there because you're loud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. If they put no. me in one of the smaller rooms, I think everyone would just want to wear earplugs. Well, no, and I feel like it's, you know, it is a concert. Oh, yeah, heck yeah. And it's going to be amazing. I'm so excited for it. And yeah. so you're saying you haven't done anything like this before. I mean, I feel like I've seen you perform. Oh, I've, I've performed. No, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, yeah. Have you, you've, you've done your own solo concerts before, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I yeah. mean, what, I've never done anything like, I've never had to move countries. Oh, right. Um, and like, just, yeah, it's just out your furniture. starting fresh. Okay. Yeah, it's really the furniture is the bit that's really boggling me. I was just <laughs> like, I was just about to trip out massively. I'm like, you're going to Curtis and you've never had your own like headlining concert in Hamilton? Surely. I mean, there was my honours recital, yeah. you know, that sort of stuff. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I feel like I attended one of those. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah, I, think. I feel like Jeremy took me yeah, to one. Like early last year maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been the one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've done stuff before and that that's cool. Like, I, I love the performance aspect of it, eh? It's like just so... You come alive, I think, a little bit. I I think I turn into a whole different person, really. You feel like you thrive in front of a crowd? I I think I really do. I mean, well, there's there's something to be said for that adrenaline that kind of kicks in as soon as you actually get into that live performance mode. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, there's there's an audience of people there, and I they're all looking to me to keep them busy, keep them entertained for the next however long. Um, And that's just like... You just rise to the occasion. I mean, cool. I, that's probably a good thing for you to possess with your chosen like career and where you're going. In oh your yeah, life. it'd be kind of horrible if I went out there and saw oh, there's this many people in the audience. Um, I'd like to go home now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking if it was me in that situation. I mean, I like to say that I thrive in front of a crowd, but um, I thrive on that's the ticket because I can't see my crowd. <laughs> You don't have to look at their faces yeah. and go, "Am I disappointing you right now?" But <laughs> was that was that note flat? <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that you've got your like your look down. You know how it's like you're looking into the audience, but you're not actually looking. Ah, uh, yeah. Here's the thing. I sometimes I do that. Sometimes I actually um I do look to see who's there. Oh, I no. really <laughs> no pressure to the audience, right? No, it's it's usually if I'm like I mean the other night I um I was doing a performance at the Auckland Town Hall. It was my first time singing in the Auckland Town Hall, like yeah. especially as a soloist. I was doing a solo uh, or singing the mezzo solo for Handel's Samson with Bach Musica NZ. Um, and that was nerve-wracking because it was like my debut in the Town Hall and it was my debut with Bach Musica and also my debut as that particular role of Micah in handle samson um and so i was there and i was just going i need to find like an anchor point and i yeah. knew my parents had come up for it and i also knew that um david harper who'd been coaching me on the role um the the part 
sort of he was also in the audience so I was the whole time sitting there at the front of the stage on my little soloist seat just like eyes darting around looking for who do I know <laughs> like who okay. can I familiar face kind of thing and so I think also just when I'm doing concerts whether it's kind of big or whether it's sort of a smaller more intimate thing it is really nice just to sort of find find the faces and also make people feel like they are being sung to I think depending on how you are as an audience member yeah. um, because some people really hate it they go I don't want to feel like I'm the one being seen right now but hashtag I've, me but I've had <laughs> other people come up to me after a concert and say I really love the way that you you make eye contact and I feel like you're actually giving this to me like this is my experience and it feels really precious and so I think it depends kind of what you're singing as well yeah. like if it's if it's something really angry um, maybe not I don't really want to be eyeballing someone in the middle of Dorabella's like Zmani Implacabili, oh. where she's like really hysterical and furious. I would sign up for that. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's something you could get behind. Yeah, yeah, you could pick me for that. It's like the emotive stuff, or especially when it's people I know really well. Yeah, and then they look at me. I'm just like. Oh no! I'm just worried about my own face. I'm like, I have to look like I'm doing like oh good gosh. job, you know? <laughs> That's so funny because my mum is the worst for that. I yeah. love it a bit, right? But my mum has the like resting, worried face. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if I find my mum and she's not like actively laughing about something, yeah, you just assume that she's very concerned. <laughs> yeah. And so, like for for the longest time, like until I realised that was just what it was, I would do my performances. I would find my mum in the crowd and I'd be like, Am I singing really badly? Yeah. I don't know what's going on and so yeah that was um it was a great realization to have that it actually wasn't personal it was just just her face yeah that's that's just my <laughs> worry as an audience member I'm like, i don't want someone to see me just like with my resting like i'm like you're just processing. watching yeah you're i'm just watching it. and i just look and unimpressed. you don't want your enjoyance enjoyance, enjoyance. enjoyment <laughs> I'm making new words. Um, enjoyment to be sort of... You don't want that to be impacted by feeling like you have to be performing yeah. and making sure that your face is like... That's that's my job as a performer yeah. to be doing that, right? You just get to sit there and, and enjoy. Okay. Yeah. You've, you've sold it. There um, you go. So <laughs> when you come along, I'll find you in the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll sing to you. And don't worry about your face, honey. I will <laughs> I will not take that personally. No, you can just um, look at friend of the show, Jeremy Donahue, um, also a friend of you. Oh, Great yes. friend of mine. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Because he sticks out. He's quite tall. Yeah, I'll um, eyeball him. Yeah, that's my allotted know about it. Um, amount of Jeremy shout-outs. Kia ora. <laughs> uh, <laughs> better be listening right now. Yeah. Um, I'm going to uh, break for another song, but uh, before I do, I just want to quickly recap. Uh, finally, farewell. Uh, the Goodbye to Katie Trigg concert is happening on the yeah. 3rd of August. It's your last chance. Come in, your last, profess your love. Yeah, I will. Um, uh, <laughs> 3rd of August at the Gallagher Academy of Performing Arts in uh, the concert chamber there. Tickets are available now. I will be putting the link up with the uh, podcast of this episode on the That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney Facebook page. But if you you know want to book your tickets right now, just type in Gallagher Academy of Performing Arts into your web browser and, browser and you'll be sussed. Um, $25 general admission. Um, oh, and kickoff time. Kickoff time. Kickoff time. Um, I'll bring. I'll bring like a, a rugby ball. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. Seven thirty. Seven thirty p.m. The bar will be open from six forty-five. Just yeah. for anyone who is interested in that, or if you just need it to get through. Um, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm sorry. Um, and you know, as I said at the top of the show, I'm trying to go on theme. Um, I don't know if this song is on theme, but I just feel like it's cool. I trust you. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um. I don't know if you've heard there's a film that's recently come out called um, Last Night in Soho. 
Oh, I didn't get around to seeing that. I haven't seen it, but um, it's got Anya Taylor-Joy from, like, the Queen's Gambit in it. And she's done some singing for the film. Funky. And I don't know, I just felt that the song, which is uh, Downtown... Downtown. Oh, uh, I sang that in high, like in primary school. That was just, um, that was. I'm sure that was one of the songs. Okay, we're just That's vibing so on a whole. How did you know? I don't know, but um, did some deep dive stalking. No, I just I just had a feeling that this would be your vibe, and even though this is like the longest chat we've ever had, I can I feel like I can imagine you singing the song. There we go. So you know, if you need something to add to the set list, uh, here's <laughs> um, Downtown.
What an absolute bop. Absolutely. I feel like that was like a lot for like a Tuesday afternoon, but I feel like we're on that vibe. Yeah, and that's going to be the next one that comes out at the karaoke bar. Yeah? Yeah. You've inspired me. Honestly. Um, I will take that. Although, is there nothing worse than having, like, a professional singer at a karaoke bar? Actually, do, do you karaoke often? I, I don't do it often. When I do, it's a good time. I think it's a good time. <laughs> I don't know. Although, actually, that being said, like, the last time I did karaoke, I think it was, like, a very wild, chaotic duet with my friend James. Right. Um, down, in, down in Wellington. Um, I think, far out, what did we do? We did the gumboot song. Do you know the gumboot song? Um... You know, if it weren't for your gumboots, where would you be? You'd no, be in the hospital like, or infirmary. You're an opera singer, and that's what you picked at karaoke. Heck yeah! Well, I'm not exactly going to bust out some Carmen. I well, this is where I hope this was going. <laughs> you wanted to, you wanted want, to know. No, just imagine like you're in a karaoke bar, <clears> and then you just like whip out some Carmen, and everyone's yeah, like moved. Yeah. Suddenly, the habanera just yeah. starts up. But yeah. you know, circling back to uh, your f- farewell concert. Yes. So you're not just singing opera. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, that's kind of what I'm training to do. Yeah. Um, and it is my, my first love, um, my one and only on and on, married to my career, all that sort of stuff. Okay. Um, <laughs> just just, that for you just putting it out, you know. Um, yeah, so that's, that's like, it's what I do. It's what I love. But I think it's also just really nice to have, like, a little variety in there um, just because... I think it's fun. Um, so it, there, there'll be some songs that are operatic. There'll be some songs that are kind of more musical theatery. There'll be some songs that are a little more cabaret. Although when I say cabaret, you know, we've got like La Vion Rose, but then we've also got like Benjamin Britten's cabaret songs, which I think kind of ride the line between operatic song repertoire or classical song repertoire and cabaret because they really... I mean, Benjamin Britten, he's like very much a, a serious classical composer, but he also has just written these really cool, funky things. Like, I mean, one of the songs um, talks about llamas um, and, and picking your nose, um, which actually doesn't sound very cabaret now that I say that. But, I mean, it's worth coming just to find out what context those words I'm appear in. just, like, I'm in shock. I feel like Katie can vouch that I'm just sitting here with like my mouth open because I literally feel like every second thing you were saying is just like another like <laughs> what? <laughs> no, but yeah. you're, you're <clears throat> such an interesting guest, mate. Oh, thanks. But so you know, obviously you've got the, these range of songs which is great. Yeah. I love that you've you know, spicing it up, getting that variety in there. Absolutely. It makes um, the concert appeal to um a wider range of people. I think there'll be something there for everyone. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like it, if I'm being honest. But even even with that being said, I think, um, you know, people can often have this preconceived notion that they don't like opera. And I think a lot of that comes from, um, like, generational opinions that... I don't know. Some people think they don't like opera, but the only examples of opera that they've heard are kind of, like, just terrible recordings um, or, like, maybe not even opera, but they think it's opera. I don't know. It is really funny when I tell people that I sing opera, they go, oh, like Susan Boyle? And I go, mm, first of all, that's very, what is it, 2012? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Um, but also, you know, that's not quite not quite the same thing. I mean, respect to her, you know, yeah, yeah, lovely yeah. voice, all that. Um, but, yeah, I think it, it can just be, like, a fun fun little experience when people do come along to some of my concerts to hear me doing what I actually do seriously. Um, Because even if it's not the kind of thing that you want to listen to on a day-to-day basis, I think it's such a cool thing to go and see live. 
Um, Absolutely. And I think, you know, when I speak for myself, I'm hearing you talk now and I'm like, Need to see this do opera? Oh yeah, just just have a just have a think about it. See what you're up to on, yeah. on Wednesday night. You know, <laughs> no one no one's got plans on a Wednesday night, right? Um, I mean, I guess I do now because I'm talking to you. There you go. So you've been officially invited. Yeah, and I've said yeah. it on air, so I have to. Do yeah, it. and like you know, get your glad rags out. Yeah, dress up. Oh, you see know if I you will. can outdress me. Okay, I dare you. I challenge accepted. <laughs> No, I'm I'm fully in. Um, yeah, it's a great excuse. Honestly, just come along, wear something fun. I think. Do you have any costume changes? Uh, I'm thinking about that at the moment. I think you should. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Because I've got this great like. Oh, it just makes me feel like Cinderella. This beautiful dress that I'm very excited to wear. Um, but also, you know, being a mezzo, uh, often in operatic context, I have to play the part of a guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I get to dress up as, you know, usually kind of like a young man or uh, sometimes like a... I don't know some kind of nobility or something. Mm. Yeah, it can be it can be fun. So like there might even be like a little trouser moment. I don't know. I love that. thinking about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, like, is it just is it just you, or do you have people joining you for the concert? It, there'll be a, uh, there'll be some little surprise guests. I say okay. surprise guests. I could tell you who they are probably, but there might also be some that are yet to be a surprise to me. Okay. Um, we'll see how we go. I have I've got. <laughs> You know how it is in the performing world. I mean, like, I, I know I'll be there. Okay. <laughs> and I know my pianist, uh, Francis Cowan, wonderful, wonderful man. He's going to be there to play the piano. That's um, good. Yeah. It'll, it's Honestly, it's a relief. I was not looking <laughs> forward to having to accompany myself, um, considering my piano skills are not so hot. <laughs> To say the least. Anyway, so I've got... Um, I kind of thought it would be fun to make the theme a little bit... Um, sort of, I don't want to say travel through timey, but sort of, you know, it's my farewell concert. And so I've got a few people coming that are kind of from various points of my journey. Um, so I've got uh, someone coming who was my teacher all through high school. Uh, and I, I've got someone coming to sing who um, actually sort of got me some of my first gigs and we oh, sang man. together in those. Um, yeah, and then I've got, you know, a couple of friends from uni who are going to have a little sing as well. It's just going to be a little bit of a, um, it's a bit indulgent for me, um, <laughs> but I think it'll be really fun. So, and that, that means that I get to do some of the really fun duets. We've got, you know, we're going to pop in the flower duet, which everyone kind of has heard at some point. It's um, the one that got used on, like, the British Airways ad, and I'm pretty sure, like, the rail ad, like, the Kiwi rail ad at some point. Do you know the... No. Um, the Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one. Yeah. That one will be there. Uh we'll have the Belle Nuit, the Barcarolle, which I think Belle Nuit oh, nuit yeah. That, yeah. I really like how you sing the song because I just give Katie Blank looks and she's like, Okay, I'll just sing a little yeah, bit. Let me just like, like yeah. give you a little sound bite. Yeah. yeah. You can replace those in the <laughs> podcast version. You can just put like the proper, proper little things so that people don't have to hear me just like noodling my way through. I mean, you're a pretty good noodle. I mean, look, it'll sound a lot better on Wednesday next week. <laughs> yeah. I'll just I'll tell you that much. That's like the yeah. There you go. That's your little snippet. But I promise it'll be okay. It'll be the the full shebang. I mean, you've got me sold. To be honest, there you go. And um, actually, while we're on the topic of upcoming events, because time really is getting away on us with this episode, I, I just better um, sneak in a relatively important uh, segment on that's the ticket. I'm going to do actually two in quick succession. First one is uh, upcoming events. So in no particular order, some of the cool stuff coming up in Kirikiriroa. Uh Finally, farewell 
uh, featuring Katie Trigg. Who'd have thought? Is um, playing at the Gallagher Academy of Performing Arts on the 3rd of August, uh, next Wednesday, 7.30pm. Tickets are available now, $25 general, general admission. Book yours. Just do it. Um, over at Riverley Theatre, Hamilton Playbox's Geezers is taking the stage uh, 20th, 20th of August to the 3rd of September. Tickets are available now via iTicket. This um, week is also your last chance to check out Boone After Dark. Have you seen Boone After Dark? It's Boone After Dark. Tell Gosh. me about it. Tell me about it. I live under a rock right now. Okay. Yeah. It's probably good for Boone After Dark because it's nice and dark. Oh, cool. So um, Boone, Hamilton Street Art have been uh, lighting up uh, Hamilton CBD in Garden Place in Victoria oh, on the river. is that the... Yeah, the sculptures. I've seen some of that. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, so um, those are up until the 31st of July. So... End of the you've got basically till the end of this week. Um, they're up twenty four seven, but are best viewed after dark. Um, go check it out; it's a good time. Great uh, place for a dance and a cheeky photo shoot. Um, not that I've done either of those things. <laughs> <clears throat> um, <laughs> uh, Bold Theatre are back for twenty twenty two with hit Kiwi musical That Bloody Woman running at the Meteor twenty fifth of oh sorry twenty sixth of August to third of September. Tickets are available now at themeteor.co.nz. And then uh, Clarence Street Theatre, they've just finished hosting school holiday hit Shrek the Musical. Loved it. Took my mum. It was a whole thing. And uh, up next, they've actually got some auditions uh, for a hit musical, uh, Grease, the classic. Who'd have thought? <laughs> auditions are running August 6th and slots are available uh, for booking right now. Check out the Grease Auditions Facebook event for more info. And I will be putting links up, as I've been saying, so um, you know where to go. And um, before I break into my next segment, I've just got to ask you a quick question, Katie, that's come to me. Okay. Putting you on the spot a bit. All right. But I feel like you can handle it. Okay. Um, what is your favourite... Do you have a favourite opera? Oh, favourite opera. Yeah. Um, I mean, it really depends on uh, my favourite opera. Gosh. I think I'm going to say just like my favourite, I think the best opera to be introduced to opera uh, would either be um, La Boheme, Puccini, or Carmen Bizet. Um, Mm. Those are sort of, and those were sort of my two favourites growing up, just because they were kind of like the first ones that I knew about. And I think they're just so... Glorious to be introduced to opera through those those two is like that's I reckon that's the best way to do it because they're very approachable but they are full of some absolute bangers like just just incredible music and like especially Lava Web that will make you cry that yeah. you will cry it's if you don't cry I want to know what's wrong with you um, <laughs> like they're just so good um, but yeah so there's that and I think there's like some really fun fun ones like I mean I like um, Barbara of Seville, uh, Rossini, and it's kind of like a, a fun story with lots of sort of plots and twists and turns and all that sort of stuff and a bit of cheekiness. Yeah. I mean, f- I was hoping for the magic flute. Are you hoping for the magic flute? I, I don't, I think I've It is, that's, that is a classic. That is, you can't, you really can't overlook Mozart, although I'm afraid I did just do that. <laughs> no, um. no, no. <laughs> It's like, it's because I obviously, yeah. like, I don't know that much about opera. Don't know if it's been apparent on uh, this episode today. Oh, you've, you've hidden it incredibly well, yes. Thank you. Mm. I'm classically trained. And lying. No, um, <laughs> no, but I just, I always gravitate toward the magic flute just because that title alone. It's pretty fun. Who have doesn't you, want a magic flute? Have you been in that before? I haven't been in that. I've done a little bit from it. There's like a point where there's the three little woodland fairies <laughs> I'd say the, the little woodland fairies they're actually like quite powerful ladies but um, and they're sort of 
helping Tamino as he's being attacked by the giant. I say the giant worm because in the in the school that we used, we were doing it in English because I think I was about 14 and I wasn't super, didn't have a great grasp on German. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so the translation called the, the beast, which, uh, yeah, they called, the, called it a worm. Um, and that was great. That really stuck with me. Yeah. So Magic Flute has stuck with both of us, it seems. It, it has, actually, you know, yeah. But mm. um, solid picks, because actually the, the two that you picked are probably the only other operas that I've ever There you go. They're so, a great yeah. place to start. And then from there, you just um, you just explore. I think yeah. I think seeing opera live is, is just such a special experience. It yeah. is quite like the theatrics behind it, because you always just expect it to be just people standing there singing. The park but, and bark. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's, it's not. Like, yeah. you guys go all in. yeah. And credit where credit is And it makes do. it fun, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you get, like, sword fights and stuff. It's great. Sword fights whilst you're singing? Um, yes. I mean, sometimes they get choreographed so that they're, you know, other people are singing while the sword fights are happening. I got, oh, when the university did um, Tales of Hoffman, I think it was 2020, um, I got to get, like, hit and I fell back on stage. It was very exciting for me. That was the first, like, stage combat experience that I'd had and I, I loved it. Loved every second. I'm just, it's not every day on That's the Ticket that someone um, tells me how stoked they were about getting hit on stage. Yeah, in front of people. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did, like, did you actually get hit or was it like... Oh, it wasn't mine. an actual... Like, yeah, it was like a, a, a fake yeah. blow to the head kind of thing and okay. I just went with it and that was, yeah, it was a great experience. It's something I've always dreamed of. I wanted to get beat up on stage. Interesting. It was okay. something I didn't think would happen because, like, a lot of the time... Um, being a woman, you know, like there's not as many brutal fight scenes for women. Fair I cool. think that's, yeah, like, so it was cool because I was playing the part of kind of like a dude, so yeah. as Mezzo does. Okay, mm. just going to pitch this just to the general room. You go to, um, you know, go study, <laughs> go study at Curtis, then write like a... I write my own opera. Opera, all I get to female, just be like, like wahini toy energy. Heck yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, we're going to do it. Uh, yeah, we, I'm involved now. <laughs> you are. You just volunteered yourself. Uh, yeah. I, I expect I, to see you for meetings in Philadelphia. Okay. You can, I'll, I'll get a couch that has a, you know, turns into a bed and you can come and crash and we'll work on the script and okay. it'll be great. Yeah. All right. You heard it here first, guys. <laughs> Um, but uh, to end the show, um, I'm going to, you know, end on a high with now, you probably won't know about this uh, segment that I've got on That's the Ticket, Katie, but uh, it's called Rick's Pick. And basically, I have an Uncle Rick. <gasps> and he's a big listener of music, um, big listener of radio, uh, my biggest fan, has listened to every episode of That's the Ticket. Very uh, nice. Him and mum, Kelda guys. And I like the commitment. Yeah. And so That's when he awesome. found out that I was starting That's the Ticket, He's like, cool, I'm going to hook you up with a list and every week you can play Rick's Pick. And every week I have, and honestly, it's a, it's, we're, up, we're on the second list because the first list was about um, two A5 pages. Goodness gracious. And now we're on to the second list, which is about four A4 pages. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's good. And um, I don't know, I feel like it's opened me up to, you know, listening to music I never thought I would. Mm. Wasn't any opera on there. Oh, Rick, you're going to have to work on that. <laughs> I can send you some recommendations. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he's got if he's got some opera. Hey, yeah, way. you know what? He might have just been curating for, you yeah. know, the, the intended audience a yeah, little bit. Yeah, for the list, he's like, what do you want? And I'm like, he's like, just mid-range stuff. And I'm like, yeah. yeah and yeah, so yeah. It's, it's pretty mid-range. But yeah. I, I feel like I've still managed to get something on theme. 
and I hope you laugh at this joke. Okay. Um, but I've picked a song by Billy Joel called Moving Out. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> you're moving Great. out. I love it. I sure am. And I don't know, I just feel like it's topical because Billy Joel's, you know, playing um, Eden Park. Yeah. Yeah. He's you're not going to be here for No, him. I won't be. That's your choice. That's, that's a tragedy. I mean, are you a Billy Joel fan? I, I like Billy Joel. I feel like I could afford to get more into him, but, like, yeah. there are definitely... He's got the classics that, you know, you start playing him and I will be dancing around my kitchen with the vacuum cleaner, yeah. That's... <laughs> kitchen and vacuum cleaner. Yeah, kitchen, vacuum cleaner. That's It's got to be those two. That's the recipe for a party, okay. as any good person should know. I, I feel like the best song for that is actually Break Free by Queen, though, isn't oh, it? Oh, man, that's, that's the iconic, yeah. But then you've got to get the whole get-up. Yeah, you know you can't you can't half it. <clears throat> you can't you, you gotta can't you gotta it. go all in. Um, and actually, important update though. While we've been um, talking, uh, I've just had a text uh, from Mama Mooney saying, "Yes, Rick does have classical music <gasps> knowledge um, and opera knowledge." So, kilda, Uncle Rick. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I'm um, sorry I doubted you, Rick. Yeah, I never doubted you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> No, he'll, he'll be fine. He's got his, um, all his That's the Ticket fans uh, to keep him warm. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I guess bef- before I go into that, I'll, I'll chuck on uh, Moving, Moving Out by Billy Joel and then maybe a little bit of Almost There because um, I feel no. like that's fitting. That's, yeah, that's a bit, that's a bit cute. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm all about being cute and I'm all about saying thank you for joining me on um, That's the Ticket today, Katie. Thank you for having me. This has been such a pleasure. I know. We'll yeah. have to um, catch up uh, for further on your journey I'm oh sure we absolutely can, we can figure something out we can remote. definitely figure something out but um thanks for listening everyone i'll be uh back next week and i'll see you all at uh, katie's farewell concert kakite
the overtime Is that all you get for your money? And if that's what you have in mind Yeah, if that's what you're all about Good luck moving up Cause I'm moving out That's just gonna have to wait a while <laughs> Ain't got time for messing around It's not my style This whole town can slow you down People taking the easy way But I know exactly where I'm going Getting closer and closer every day And I'm Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.